0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive, with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. First quarter of the season, in the books. We enter the second quarter here, week five, NFL, card, and it is a tough one. I have to tell you, man, uh, week three, week four, There were some pretty straightforward looks. We could uh, get ahead of the market in a number of different ways. The market responded to some of the plays we were making in a really positive way. Uh, I felt pretty confident. I felt pretty good. Cannot say I feel that way heading into week five. This is the toughest card we've been faced with all season. There are tight lines, tight totals across the board here. Um, I got nine plays anyway. (laughs) Of course (laughs) But still, um, week five looks tough. Andy, how are you feeling?
0: Yeah, pitfalls everywhere. This is one of those where you waffle. You, you you get your first look. You know, we do our Sunday night podcast. We take that first look at the card, and I think I have a bunch of plays. Like, oh, this is this is what I want to do, and then you start getting in your head a little, and I don't know. If that's, like a, if that's a real thing, it's got to be one of the biases where you're just overthinking, Absolutely. over you know, information overload. That's half the, half the cognitive biases are that. So I think maybe we need to quit Twitter. I <laughs> need <laughs> <Pretty laughs> too much stuff, I guess, get in my head. But yeah, a, f- a few of the plays that I really liked on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, it kinda of went by the wayside and like right now I'm sitting on two totals. That's all I've met. I have not taken a side. I've waffled really hard on the Vikings game and the Bears game. I've waffled pretty hard on the Monday night game, which we won't even touch on here. I'll you know I'll let people know if I end up betting it early, but there's probably four sides that I've I was dead set on getting involved in and I still have not done so. So you might have nine plays. I only have two, and, and it doesn't even look like there's a teaser lining up this year, week. So, no. It could be a um, It was. It was a rough week for Andy. We went like one and four last week.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, one thing I know for sure: your sound quality today. It is sharp.
0: Woo! Weird. Well, we it we is are.
1: a razor sharp. Uh, got a little bit of exciting news. Um, so, as you can tell, Andy's sound quality is better today. And we have we've been doing this as hobbyists now for two years with no real fundamental uh, intent to, you know use this as a money-making venture. We're just we like talking out uh, NFL sides and totals because it's make, made us better handicappers, and uh, this is something we're passionate about. Um, but we uh, we've taken on sponsorship uh, to a degree. Uh, we are working with a, gr- a great new um, startup in the uh, sports, Gambling content space called Side Boss. Uh, we'll, re, re, uh, re, um, we'll come back and, and touch on this more as we get to Sunday Night Football. Uh, no,
0: I, can't, <laughs> um, I had trouble remembering the name, but no, it, it's been great to uh, it's been work, great to work with some, uh, some other people and a few things.
1: And uh, but yeah, having uh, having you know the presenting sponsor for our, uh, for our halftime scopes for the primetime games. Uh, and uh, running some contests for us uh, and for the listeners of the deep dive is the name of the game now for the uh, next couple of weeks here in the NFL and it's afforded us the opportunity to upgrade your uh, your infrastructure to upgrade our um, our meeting uh, that we record these with so we are in great shape heading forward, uh, presumably. This will work out in a way that we have higher audio quality, higher video quality for the scopes. Everything is going to be uh, upgraded from your deep dive podcast and uh, Periscope uh, hosts. So, um, congratulations!
0: This is huge. Yeah, we're I'm I'm live from the Deep Dive North studios. Yeah, undisclosed location in Rochester.
1: And Our it's headquarters nice. in yeah. the Great White North. It's been great.
0: It is so much better, and it's quiet here. There's no dogs that live here. There's dogs <laughs> that live in my house. Nice, so I'm very excited to dive in the card. This is a. It, it is a unique week. It's our first week with teams coming off a buy. That's Not a great a lot point. Of them. We have some. We have some players coming off four week suspensions. Oh, great point. And yeah, and we had a, We had a nice list. Somebody tweeted out a pretty nice list of those for the important ones, at least. There's more than that, and then also just I. I don't know if it's if there's like a dead set line of demarcation, but I feel like four, five games, you should have a pretty good read on a team. Like, you know, we talk in the second week. Are we going to overreact? The third week, did we overreact? Should we underreact? Should we move backwards against our week two thoughts? But now now you've seen everybody play, you know, not four times, just a couple teams that only played three, but you should have a little better grip on things. That said like 15 teams of switch quarterbacks. <laughs> that is, hey, there's a bunch of
1: games. We don't know who the quarterback's going to oh, be. Know.
0: That is, that is the absolute fly in the ointment. As far as this being, you know, like the bellwether of, all right, we know, we know what teams are now. It's been four weeks. There's yeah. been so much turnover at an pos- important position. So that's kind of been rough, but I think we'll, we'll still tackle this card, right?
1: We'll get oh it. yeah, absolutely. I'll, you know what else is great about this week? We don't have to handicap the Dolphins. (laughs) The Dolphins are on bye, but thank goodness we don't have to talk about that, that shit squad. Um, Okay. Let's get into this card and let's start on Thursday night where I think we both have an opinion and I think we agree. Uh, And it is the Rams coming off of an absolute um, bizarre butt kicking at home at the hand of the bucks. uh, And uh, they head to Seattle to take on hated division rival Seattle Seahawks. And Jared Goff has underwhelmed to this point through four weeks. In fact, the, uh, the natives in LA, um, starting to turn on him a little bit. Uh, no one thinks he necessarily has the goods yet. They've committed a long time and a lot of money to this guy being the, uh, the center of their team. Uh, and the Seattle Seahawks still calling minus EV plays, still doing things that we laugh about when it comes to, um, you know, Schottenheimer's, uh, you know, schematic and and, and uh, way that uh, he approaches game calling, trying to establish the run. None of that is uh, especially working, yet these two teams sit tied at the top of the NF- uh, NFC West at 3-1. and one. Do they? Yeah. Aren't they both 3-1? No? Oh, yeah, they're they not are. The, they're not at the top. They're not. At the, oh, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point. They sit and tied for second in the NFC West at 3-1. Yet, real quick last week, I got involved in the Bucks. I bet them plus 10. If you had told me before that game that the Rams were going to score 40, do you still want to bet Bucks plus 10? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would have. And yet the Bucs won Good by point. 15 points. Uh, what did you make of Rams last week and some of their defensive woes? Uh, and what do you think the uh, chances of Seattle getting a win here? We saw this line flip. Open was Rams minus one. It's flipped to. To uh, to Seahawks minus one and a half. If I had to guess, I think this probably closes Seahawks minus two. Uh, is that a warranted uh, favorite flip? And uh, do you see uh, any other angles to bet this game?
0: I think we expected this, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We did. I mean, we talked about it Sunday. Everybody we talked to kind of expected the money to come in. We talked about the disparity between this opener and even just this line, this market in general, compared to years past of LA going up there. I mean it's, it's a problem. Not only the defense is a problem, but the golf stat line is super deceiving. Like, he was a problem. He threw you know whatever it was, 500 yards, 40some completions, whatever. It was, it was a ton of throws. I mean it was all from it was all from a negative, what do you want to call it? Uh, not are we just saying the opposite yeah. of neutral game state? like
1: yeah, right. Not from, right. Not he from was
0: playing the, from behind. yeah, just playing from behind the whole time. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like a, a good performance by Jared Goff. He's an issue. They're not taking advantage of. I guess we said, you know, the the three receivers they have there. The game planning, it's kind of stale. It just seems like even a bad defensive coordinator can figure this out. Which, you know, what they scored a shitload of points. It is what it is. Like they were behind. They were throwing it. They're still a good team. But yeah, you know, if if we duh, if they kind of show that game plan. To a much better defense i don't think they're going to get away with it and score that much going up to seattle's tough this is probably the right move and that said i still think they score i think both teams score if that's a hand to, to what we bet
1: oh yeah yeah i agree with you uh i think um at first i was thinking the rams were the side here just because in my mind i have them you know from two, two examples last season, even though both of these are playoff teams. In both of their games, last season, the Rams were touchdown favorites. Um, it felt like the Rams are, yeah, a a little bit, little bit lesser of a team this year than last year, but so is Seattle. Um, and I guess I want to dock most of most of their you know their defenses, Seattle's especially. Um, and I want to think that uh, that the Rams get it going here, even though we've seen two weeks in a row where they just have had uh, a really tough go of it. They match up well against the Seattle defense. They also had two weeks of prep, effectively, because we know McVay was thinking about this game two weeks ago, based on his comments leading up to the Bucks game. And their performance, um, and their performance <laughs> reflected that exactly. Exactly. Uh, so presumably they'll be a little sharper and a little bit more wrinkles in their offense, and some things that can attack the weaknesses of the Seattle defense, which can be attacked. Um, the number one issue besides Goff looking subpar, and I guess I guess I would say there are three issues, and I don't really know how to really spread the blame here between Goff himself having limitations in terms of what he can do, uh, the offensive line not affording him any 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 comfortable pocket, any bit of, of ability to, to read defenses and make decisions, uh, and McVay himself just not really necessarily calling the type of offense that we would associate with him as this football genius. Um, there, there are all contributing factors to a degree, um, but this is kind of the right spot for them to get well. Um, granted, the offensive line probably won't look great in that hostile environment up in uh, up at Quest old the old Quest Lake Life Century Link. What's the field called now in Seattle?
0: I don't know. The bitch pigeons or whatever. The bitch pigeons. the
1: the, <laughs> the Rain City bitch pigeons. Um, yeah, <laughs> Seattle's Seattle's uh, stadium should be loud. Should be an intense environment. Uh, could disrupt the offensive line a bit. Um, but again, you know, I, I I still have confidence that this Rams team will get their yards. They'll get their points. And even if they're behind, uh, they are they have an ability to stop the run. I mean, and they're going to get the ball back and they're going to chuck it. They're going. They've showed us last week they can play from behind. They can score when their backs are against the wall. Like they, this will be a shootout. Either way, whoever takes a lead, Seattle can take a lead. The Rams can take a lead. Either of these teams is capable of scoring points on a comeback. And uh, you, I mean, I, you know, I, I still think, you know, Russell Wilson um, and company can be cut loose to a degree and maybe with a short week with less time to think and prep, maybe they give him a little bit more freedom. Maybe that, you know, helps uh, pump up this total here. Either way, uh, open to 49, bet up to 49 and a half at this point. That seems like a good overlook for me. You're on that as well. Yeah, on 49 um,
0: as well. And I just, thought, yeah. I mean, some kudos to you. When we did our preview, you were worried about this line. You were worried about the center of the line, the center and one of the guards that they lost. And <coughs> lo and behold, it's funny you're talking about this because I didn't read this earlier. I had to pull it up. There was a decent article on uh, Pro Football Focus about the offensive line and the issues. And they are you know i don't know you shouldn't take pff grades as gospel a lot of it's subjective and maybe not everyone agrees with it but i still think there's merit to it and the rams are the lowest graded offensive line wow like four weeks like in, uh, yeah worse no, than the I'm, dolphins worse than the dolphins worse than, <laughs> the, Bengals, worse than the
1: jets worse than it. oh there's my god worse a- than the Bengals? worse than the cardinals wow
0: they made a good comparison to the Vikings of two years ago, the Ke- Case Keenum Vikings, where their line was terrible, and he was just lucky to stay alive all year and get it out to those receivers. And then they got to the NFC title game, and the you know, the Eagles pass rush just yeah. Yeah, pulled them down. So, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if they need to make a trade or shake something up or work on. I don't know how you, how do you improve this at this point in the year. Something has to happen. It's going to be. I mean, there's there's two, like you said, they're 3-1, so are the Seahawks. They drop this game, and the Niners get it done on Monday night. They're in third place in the division. Oh, incredible. So, yep, I, I'm looking for points, but I'm also going to kind of watch that. Watch that offensive line. It would be something to look for.
1: Yeah, I can't make a case for the under, but I can tell you I'm going to have a cold feeling in my stomach if uh, Sean McVeigh is kicking field goals fourth and one at the twenty. Uh, and if uh, if Pete Carroll and, and Brian Schottenheimer are forcing the run down, uh, Aaron Donald swallowing them up one or two yards behind the line of scrimmage all throughout the first half, seems, seems possible. Either way, why don't you move us uh, to the first game on the card for Sunday, which looks like a banger.
0: Baltimore just got embarrassed. Pittsburgh, I don't know if you want to call it a good win. I guess it's, a, it's still a divisional win. That – Man, it was like walking up to one of those, like just a punching bag. That was a really sad performance from Cincinnati. Like they, they just looked like they'd given up at times. It was not a good game. It was not a good game to have the second half over because Cincinnati was bound and determined not to contribute whatsoever to that. All aspects of the of the Bengals look bad. So it's it it's sometimes it's hard to grade a team off off a win like that. It's hard to actually ascertain. Was it a good win, or did they just play a team that had no interest in being there that night? So, They still got the win. Baltimore got kicked in the teeth by Cleveland. You'd think maybe bounce-back game here, but it is in Pittsburgh. It's a tough place to play. Rudolph with a little more experience with the offense, and they are still road chalk. It's taken some Pittsburgh money. We've seen it bounce up to, I think it was four. I don't think we saw any four and a halfs pop. I'll have to look double check that, but it's down to three and a half. pit Baltimore minus three and a half across the board. There are some juicy ass threes if you really want one. Actually, Heritage has a three minus fifteen. But uh, I, this is one, another one of those where I leaned Baltimore right away. The money's coming in on Pittsburgh, and maybe I'll just maybe I'll stick with my stick with my guns and I'll be the guy that's taking the the buyback when it gets down to three here.
1: Yeah, that's me <laughs> I thought I caught a low I thought I caught a low spot here uh, after it got bet from four and a, four to uh, three and a half and three and a half for Baltimore got as low as plus 108 I think uh, and I saw it ticking back up I was like all right here we go it's going back to four I'm getting in my three and a half now I got in at plus 101 and it went to minus 108 and then promptly back to like plus 106. So pretty clearly there's huge resistance, even after kind of limits have come up and more people are taking Baltimore positions. Somebody out there feels very strongly that Pittsburgh is the right side here. Entirely possible this could end up as a three-point game. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but, Turns out that these teams do not particularly like each other. They do not particularly get along. In fact, some would say there is no love lost. I was just going to say, is there? Is there any? I can't remember if there's any love lost or not. Uh, I don't think there's any love lost. Either way, um, no, I
0: mean, Flacco and Ro- Roethlisberger do not like each other. You go at it <laughs> one more time in the black and blue AFC. Game.
1: Do you remember when these were teams were playing each other and the Ravens were kicking the teeth? Out, you know, kicking the Steelers teeth in and and uh, a punt return was going for a touchdown and Mike Tomlin stepped on the field <laughs> and impeded the punt returner who was going the distance. Uh, that was fun. Uh, anyway, the Baltimore Ravens, I, I bet them, I back them. I think they are the right side here. Uh, not just because I don't think they will have a problem performing well in uh, in a hostile environment in Pittsburgh where they are very familiar. I am expecting a bounce-back performance here from Lamar Jackson. I entirely cannot wait to be on the same side of Lamar Jackson against this Pittsburgh defense, which I find wildly overrated. Um, There are certain parts of the Pittsburgh defense that are good. There are certain things that they do well but uh, they do not necessarily cover well when they're in the deeper part of the field where we've seen this season, Lamar Jackson has emerged in terms of being able to find those passes uh, and make those connections. Now he has not looked great the last couple of weeks, I have to say. And I think a lot of that is, I want to hang a lot of the blame on his receivers and tight ends more so than Jackson himself. People just look at the numbers and they think, ah, oh, old, old inaccurate Jackson again. Um, but I have felt there's something, something happened to, um, Hollywood Brown in that uh, Cardinals game towards the end there. He got a little dinged up or something because he was not 100% right and his route running was not good versus the Chiefs. Uh, and similarly, he, uh, Lamar Jackson is targeting his tight end Andrews a ton And Andrews has been dropping balls that have been hitting him in the hands a lot. Uh, I think if, um, you know, if Mark Ingram doesn't fumble in that Cleveland game, if if, uh, Mark Andrews is catching balls instead of dropping them, I would have expected that one to come down to the wire instead of being a Cleveland blowout. I think Baltimore scores points in this one. And on the other side, I think you nailed it. That Pittsburgh win against Cincinnati was as fraudulent as they come. Cincinnati quit. They stunk. They had no fight, no competitiveness in that game whatsoever. Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph, his average depth of target was like three yards. They dinked and dunked down the field and had absolutely no resistance from the Cincinnati defense, which tackled like uh, like clowns. And I would expect that Mason Rudolph has a much tougher time against this Baltimore defense, who is only vulnerable to the deep pass. So I'm looking for you know, Baltimore to have a bounce-back performance here. Granted, a lot of our kind of, you know, Stakes we planted on Baltimore in the preseason depend on them not losing this game. I would hate for this to be two teams at two and three instead of Baltimore at three and two and Pittsburgh at one and four. I'll tell you that much. Um, big game though, big game, and uh, I'll take a Baltimore win any way I can get it, uh, especially if it's by more than three and a half points. You, yeah, I'm
0: waiting, you want to talk? I'm waiting. I'm probably going to get in on this with you, but I, okay. I think it's still. I think we might see a decently priced three. Otherwise I'll just sell to
1: did you have any feel on the total? 24. No, I think the total's right where it should be. Okay.
0: It it feels it it actually ticked up a little, I think, off the opener, but like 4445. That's kind of that's a fair number, I think.
1: 2421,
0: 2420.
1: Yeah. Hopefully it's twenty four <laughs> twenty. Um, all right. Let's go to London. Let's talk about oh, this I was London game. Say, let's <laughs> go to Oakland, but you're London, to, London, England. England. Yes, let's go to Oakland, where the Bears go to the Black Hole, but the Black Hole is now Tottenham, Tottenham, uh, and between Chicago, Oakland, and Tottenham, I think Tottenham is in the most freefall right now. <laughs> the Tottenham uh, <laughs> just conceded seven goals in Champions League to Bayern Munich, uh, and uh, yeah, what was that score? Seven two. Uh, does this game get over nine? Nine points, probably. Right? <laughs> I think we can expect some points there. Yeah, I mean,
0: there was a there was a Super Bowl that was two nothing at half, and That's... Was, I think it was Vikings <laughs> Pittsburgh. So, I
1: mean, I there, was a, uh, there was a there was a Green the Bay. No, there's a there's
0: a lower total. There's like a thirties, isn't there?
1: Yeah, for sure. There oh, was yeah, a uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, um, let's uh, let's 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 set this up a little bit here. Chicago came off of a big win last week. They beat Minnesota. They got uh, a hugely needed conf, uh, division win, uh, and they lost Mitch Trubisky. We all shed a tear. You can crumple up your Mr. Bisky MVP tickets, which were looking so promising. I don't think they're going to get there. Sorry guys. Uh, I'm just being facetious. None of us back Mr. Trubisky MVP. Although somebody out there did. Um, Chase Daniel looks like he's going to get the start. I don't have a ton of faith in him as a backup quarterback. Chicago's defense clearly better, Um, but Oakland showed some feistiness coming up with an upset win on the road against Indianapolis. And I gotta tell you here, man. I know we were all, feist, you know, frothing at the mouth a week ago when we were looking at the look ahead lines, and we were like, "Wow, Chicago's going to be, you know, minus six, you know, in this London spot. This is too good to be true. This is a great matchup for this defense. They're going to eat." Um, but way the way that the travel uh decision making has played out, the way that uh, Oakland is getting the ball out fast, which has a potential to neutralize the pass rush, has me. I eyeball on this uh, Raiders money line. I think we might be in for an upset in Jolly Old England, and uh, I'm I'm about to tickle this uh, this Raiders money line. And I know you are on the exact opposite end of the spectrum here. What is your case for Chase Daniels in Chicago?
0: I don't think it's a case for Chase Daniels. Don't, don't put that. Don't put that either.
1: <laughs> well, you if you bet I, Chicago, you're betting on Chase Daniels.
0: I mean, I guess in a roundabout way. I think he can game manage his way around this, this defense taking care of business. I watched probably the only game I sat and watched in its entirety because I was forced to because I was there it was the Minnesota-Oakland game. And I would rate Chicago's defense higher than Minnesota's
1: okay
0: I just I just watched a really inept offense against a tough defense it took a trick play to get a touchdown and then they got one more in garbage time otherwise the offensive line was giving up you know just a ton of pressure car was getting sacked tackles for losses just poor game planning rushes into eight-man boxes you know runs up the middle going for nothing Oakland looked pretty lost on offense like Chicago might win this with Chicago might cover this with 10 points. I don't know if Oakland's gonna do much. Like Chicago, I, the Minnesota offense has looked okay at times. You know, Kirk Cousins taking a lot of shit. Sure. And they're not passing a lot. But against Oakland, against a, a lesser defense at home, they can move the ball. Chicago absolutely freaking stymied them. Would you say Oakland's offense is better than Minnesota's?
1: I'd say worst on the case. right day. Yeah, worst right case. Day.
0: Worst case, maybe even.
1: Well, so this is the thing though. It, it, Oakland's offense, to a degree, is little Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked good against the Vic Fangio defense week one. That offense was fine. They did not yeah. play well against Minnesota. They had a bad day. Um, they did not play well against. After, after the first quarter, they did not play well against the Chiefs, but uh, the Chiefs were getting home on the pass rush and Carr looked completely and totally out of, out of sorts, out of sync. Um, I want to think that there is a reasonable likelihood with Oakland going directly from Indianapolis to London and having a full week of focused and concentrated prep with that young team that we're going to see a pretty legitimate effort out of them. That's what is kind of at the core of my different, you know, differentiating factor, I think, that plays into this handicap. Um, yeah,
0: I think Gruden's a lot better than Aggie. You're right.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um I wouldn't go that far, but I think that the situation presents itself for a pretty solid effort, you know, complete three phases of the game sort of performance out of Oakland, given that they will have spent a week there preparing for this. A couple of wrinkles I want to throw at you. Number one, this is from our friend Chernoff. He was telling me this this morning. Um, Twickenham. I mean, not Twickenham, sorry, Tottenham, Tottenham's field. uh, It's a grass field. It's a grass pitch. Excuse me. It's a grass pitch. It is a pitch. And those tend to play slower, right? But what they did is they created sort of the same situation that they have in Arizona, where they can roll the pitch on rollers out of the stadium. And below it is an artificial turf field that is specifically for NFL action. So they can host NFL games in London at Tottenham without destroying the pitch. Have you heard this story?
0: I have not heard it in that much detail. I just heard it compared to Arizona. That's, I guess that's one thing for Arizona to do it this way. This is a really nice, I mean, in the midst of the EPL season and with all the fuckery we had around the, you know, the <laughs> studio Azteca game where, yeah. the, where the field got ruined by a concert. Like, that's a great idea. I get that. Yeah. You're right. I think, yeah, Mac on, a, Mac on a fast surface, that's
1: scary. So here's the thing. Right. The surface itself is artificial. It's never been played on. And it's uh, going to be raining right up to the start of the game, so potential for a real slippery surface. Uh, difficult time for this fast defense to get uh, the uh, the purchase that they need to, to get after from pass rush. And you know, I think it sets itself up. It sets itself up well for you know rushing attack led by ja- you know young the young kid Jacobs uh, for Oakland to get it done, uh, c- carrying the rock. Uh, the quick read offense, the one the one read and get the ball out quickly by Derek Carr uh, is the right way to attack this Bears defense. I think I've kind of talked myself up into the Raiders or live dogs here. Um, entirely possible they get shut out. You're right. This could be 10-0. Um, but for a team that I think is, at least what we saw from San Francisco, what we saw from the Saints, when you have a team that spends a full week of of focused time on the road, preparing for a given opponent and a given situation, adjusting to the time zones, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, you get a pretty complete performance. And the fact that that is in play, and I can get a money line price of plus two hundred five, um, is 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 drawing me in. It's screaming at me. It's it's just blinking, flashing red light. This should be closer to a field goal game, not uh, not the Bears win. You know, sixty-seven percent of the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, just respectfully disagree. I watched Oakland really suck against. <laughs> a good I just don't think they can do it against a good defense. Okay. Roquan, Roquan's coming back. I mean, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack is going to be angry. How I I don't know if I can really handicap stuff based off weather four days out either sure european weather and and i am now like i wrote down on my list i want to look into the drainage into that too. (laughs) i I have not bet it if i see if i see it popped up, if raiders money shows and i can see a five which five is a key number now we saw yeah
1: right (laughs) 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 that whole thing was fraught i don't want to get into that but that whole thing was funny yeah Yeah. not only Um, not only a big enough sample but if you looked at that they were basically like five is more important than what well all of the numbers were greater but they basically like all it showed you was that there are more games landing within one score <laughs> and they all went up uh relative to each other it was yeah, not but, necessary oh, it's, oh, it's yeah right scary. yeah right
0: no i haven't anyway. made it yet but i lean yeah lean chicago just just the chicago defense getting it done it's okay. not, yeah and if you look at it like if this is in chicago should they be should they be an eight nine point favorite which god? Maybe that's such a tough place to go play. That's some really shitty turf sometimes too. But either way, if I bet anything, I'll tweet it out. We're staying okay. now, and we're on to on to Cincinnati.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah,
0: This is gonna be this is gonna be a short one. I'm not gonna spend as much time as we have in the last three games. This is an ugly game. Cincinnati just quit. We. We weren't sure how that game was going to go. In fact, you bet on Cincinnati, and I had no problem. Immediately I,
1: I, regretted it. No, and
0: it, like, <laughs> Luke, I didn't make a bet, but I did not, I didn't doubt you. I'm like, well, that's not a terrible look. I think they can compete. Pittsburgh's had trouble. Team that absolutely just quit. Getting to go home and face a really, really low level defense. A team that just can't quite figure out this new offense yet. And there's no chance I'm backing them. I can't back either team here. You can't back Arizona yet. I mean, if you back Arizona, just take the money line. It's not like Arizona's gonna keep it close and the coaching the coaching and experience is gonna keep this close. They're gonna win, you know just just based off Cincinnati completely giving up in their season 10 weeks early. Like that's the only way I see this game going. Either Arizona mucks it up and we have a terrible game. Or Arizona wins based off Cincinnati just being a, a shitty, shitty team, apparently. They really fooled us that one week with yeah. play calling. I don't know. It's it's like you know that you put a million monkeys in a with a million typewriters <laughs> and then accidentally type out Shakespeare. Can a team accidentally make the right play calls for one game? I guess. Yes. When what is the first like,
1: game of the season?
0: Yeah. When do you get like 70, 70 offensive plays? Like he just Accidentally called positive expected value plays in the right spots. Like the, it really looked good. Like, oh, shit, this new coaching staff, the new whiz bang, that was not it. So hard pass. The total's probably right. Maybe a little high, actually. And there's no chance I'm getting involved on in either side.
1: Yeah. No, I Arizona
0: agree with you. Or an, maybe an Arizona alternate spread. Arizona minus three and a half, something cute. You
1: yeah, like, okay. I dig that. I dig that. Um, Cincinnati's tackling was horrific. Cincinnati's offensive line was horrific. Uh, Andy Dalton was an absolute clown show. Um, they lost another wide receiver. John Ross is on IR now. Um, they continue to take hits here. Um, poor Joe Mixon. I guess I don't, we shouldn't feel too sad for that guy. He's kind of an asshole anyway, but, um, yeah, Cincinnati is, uh, going to be fighting for a first overall pick with Miami here and trying to draft the quarterback of the future. Cause it is not Andy Dalton. Um, I thought Arizona was, I thought Arizona has been wildly unimpressive to this point and I have no interest in getting involved, backing them in any game really for the foreseeable future. So I didn't even really think of this game, you know, I didn't really give give it much of a look. Um, I, The total looks awfully high, but again, garbage game like this, you can see some garbage points. Um, so I guess it makes sense. Garbage defensive points, exactly. Short fields, who the hell knows?
0: Forget how bad this Arizona secondary and just coverage in general, the coverage linebackers, they've had a ton of problems. Seattle could have put up a lot more points,
1: they took this, they could have
0: so fast. That was a terrible game to watch. It was, yeah, that was rough.
1: My thoughts on uh, Zach Taylor and Cincinnati, they had a fully healthy receiving core at that time, except for AJ Green, obviously, but everybody else was healthy and out there running fast, running hard, and they had, you know, a month to prep that game plan. You know, like they knew who their opponent was going to be, and they had a long time to craft that. So the fact that it was competitive offensive game plan and then they've shit the bed since is not entirely surprising. Uh, stay away game for me. Let's uh, move on to another one where I could not manifest the match. And you are looking at two backup quarterbacks who surprisingly have their teams in contention to win divisions, Jacksonville Jaguars and Gardner Minshew, the sensation through the first quarter of the NFL season. I don't think anyone has gained more in terms of visibility and uh, fandom uh, than Gardner Minshew between week one and week four. He was the he won the first quarter of the nfl as far as i can tell you um kyle allen on the other hand has taken over from uh, cam newton and won done nothing but win games win games convincingly he beat a team in houston that we had somewhat respect for on the road as a five-point dog uh he that was the second win as a starter and he's not necessarily doing it cleanly but the supporting staff around him is good enough And the play calling and coaching from Carolina has been pretty damn decent. And they sit here now as home favorites by three and a half points against Gardner, Minshew and company. And Jacksonville is the pretty popular side among those who are playing this game. uh, As far as I can tell you, I think people believe Jacksonville can win this one. They like Gardner, Minshew. They like the Jags defense. I'm not so quick to get involved in this. I thought long and hard about taking Carolina in the spot at the end. The fact that it's three and a half, uh, was enough to kind of keep me off. I can only kind of cap this as a four point win for Carolina. I can't make, make uh, much of a case that they win by six, seven or more here. Um, Gardner Minshew pretty impressive in that last, uh, comeback against, uh, the Denver Broncos, I thought, um, Capable of backdooring this one if you do lay the points here. Uh, so this was a stay away. Forty one is pretty low total. Um, any any handicapping angle on this one, or was this again another easy one to skip?
0: It, it wasn't easy. I guess I lean the same way as you. It was the same kind of thing. If we just saw like a two and a half, I think that, well, not only would we have hit, we have hit it, but that would have got gobbled up in a hurry. Yeah,
1: Ryan's, I agree.
0: I mean, according to my the way I rank the teams with my power numbers, the way everybody else I talk to, I mean, this, this line's pretty much nuts on. It feels good. That said, I will be opening a 12-leg mustache teaser. <laughs>
1: where it'll be an
0: open teaser. You can, you can take all the numbers in the world and you can say all oh, his, his EPA and his QBR and his IQ and all this isn't high enough. Minshew just gets it done. Like, the, I can't back that up with any facts. He just has that it factor. He's or like, better. Brett, Brett Favre can have just a shitty game and still get it done. He has something like that about him. And who knows? He might flame out in three weeks and we never hear from him again. <laughs> I don't care. 20 bucks on a 12 leg teaser. I will tease Jacksonville 12 straight times. They will always keep it close.
1: Moxie is uh, as as Moxie his Moxie is through, through the, roof. the roof. Yeah, absolutely. Through the roof. <laughs> what about, uh, you Not know, I'll worried?
0: Mustache as long not, as it's live.
1: <laughs> I like this. Uh, you're not worried about uh, Nick Foles coming back and stealing his job?
0: Oh, then I'll just close the teaser out with something easy.
1: Okay. <laughs> just, just <laughs> easy enough. Easy enough. Um, I could see. Yeah, I could. Yeah, this does not look like a Carolina blowout at all to me. Uh, Jacksonville should be competitive, um, and the Jags. <laughs> I don't think they're live for the AFC South, but at two and two across the board, why not them? You know, this is a this is a very very tough tough call, especially with the likelihood of Indy taking the NL this week, uh, and the likelihood that uh, Houston and Tennessee are going to be fighting for their lives. Let's move down to your SAS sack, Ooh, Minnesota yeah. Vikings. That was Ooh. a rough
0: game for the local squad. Yeah. That's a tough defense. That's a tough place to play. They've never – I mean, you can whatever, oh, show me some trend that gets cut off at an arbitrary date just to overfit it and make it look good you can go back as far as you want i think and Minnesota <laughs> playing down at soldier field hasn't done traditionally all that well especially over the last 2021 20, games now i think they're like 5 and 16 against the spread even i think that was so rough game offense just never could get it going kirk cousins just apprehensive to make any plays i don't know he just looked uh timid and also, even missing some key pieces on the defense, they still got a ton of pressure. Khalil Mack, unblockable. I mean, two, three, four guys. I don't know what it's going to take. That's a tough. That's a tough ask. So, I don't know if it was, you know, a bad loss. I mean, it was a bad loss for Minnesota. You want to get. You want to get your division games between games between teams that you're close with. It wasn't a big spread. They had their chances. They just never capitalized. So. Chase Daniels beats you. You gotta just go home and put your tail between your legs. And hopefully it was a, you know, it was a wake up call because there's so much talent. We've said this a couple times already. So much talent on this team. Talented wide receivers, yet they want to be a running team, which Delvin Cook's a stud. So it'll be this will be a tough test. Big road chalk, not big road chalk, but big enough to make me nervous. I'd be a lot more excited to back this if it had dropped the other way. But uh, it appears Minnesota taking money. The Giants are kind of a mess. They got a probably a fraudulent win. That was another. That was kind of like the Steelers game. Their defensive secondary is very bad. Washington did nothing to take advantage of it, and this is going to be a huge test for a rookie quarterback. So, I'd lean Minnesota, but uh, you know, with five again, five being that key number. <laughs> we, do need to, we do need to retweet that or show that to somebody just because uh, that did crack yeah. me up a little this morning. Yeah, same. This is uh, I hemmed and, and hawed on this, and I have yet to make a bet. So.
1: Okay. I pulled the trigger on this one. Uh, I got involved on Minnesota. Uh, this was one that we talked about on Sunday. Um, I was itching, itching to back the right team against Danny Dimes and for me, the right team to back is one that can um, confuse you if you are a young quarterback, one that can offer up different looks and coverage that can make you second-guess yourself, that can make you hold the ball too long and get hit with the pass rush, that can make you turn over the ball uh, when you're trying to come from behind. And Minnesota checks all those boxes. And then you flip the script and you say, well, does Minnesota does, does, do the Giants on defense, do they have the weapons? Uh, in the pass rush that can really disrupt it. Minnesota's, uh, what they want to do offensively? No. Do they have the skill and talent in the secondary to cover up two very, very talented receivers in Dylan and, and Diggs? No. Uh, do they have a linebacking core that can tackle Dalvin Cook? They used to, but they're down two of those linebackers as we head into this game. Uh, I think those that is all the differentiating factors that I needed to get involved with the Vikings here as road favorites. Um, And if you've been drinking the Danny Dimes Kool-Aid and you feel like the Giants are back, they're frisky, they're competitive, they're going to win games this season, yeah, sure. But, you know, this is not one of those teams that they're going to beat because they match up absolutely horrifically against the Vikings. Uh, I only worry a little bit that Cousins and and his wide receiving core mutiny that's going on right now metastasizes if they have a poor first half (laughs) that's a little concerning um but you know what we saw with Jameis winston and company taking on this uh this giant secondary they had anything they wanted all game long i would expect you see similar uh results here in the passing attack for um minnesota and Kirk Cousins, and he gets a little confidence gone because I don't, I don't, I think it's only confidence that's really shattering him right now. And you know, he's played some really tough defenses to this point in the season. Uh, the handful of soft defenses he has had, Oakland and Atlanta, I would say, are in the bottom third defensively across the league. He's been fine. You know, he wasn't asked to do a lot, but he did what he did what was asked. Uh, and I think there's, there's a good healthy dose of that this week. I think Minnesota pretty much picks their number. Um, and I think this Minnesota defense holds Danny dimes and company in the 10 points range. Uh, so I'm happy, uh, happy laying out to about a touchdown here. I ended up playing minus five and a half and uh, let's go Vikings, man. Turn this, turn the season around here, buddy.
0: Yeah. It's just tough for me to lay points with them on the road. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm almost there. I just don't know if I can quite do it. What yeah, what's worst case? Um uh, gets traded tomorrow and then <laughs> and then it turns out Sackwine was just fine. It was an it was a lower ankle sprain, and he's okay. Just going to tape it. and He looks great. Uh
1: no, I don't think that either of those is like No, no, none of that's um but no, worst case, worst case is Pat Shermer has been looking forward to this game since April. And he has been, ever since they drafted Danny Dimes, he's like, we're going to roll you out against my old squad, and this is how you attack that defense. This is what you're going to do. And he's got exactly the perfect script in his pocket uh, to really make the Minnesota defense pay, which we've seen other teams have, right? Like, you remember talking about this last year. Like, Zimmer's defense can be beat. Like he's got a plan A and he's not a great defensive adjuster. And oh. if you beat plan a, adjustments are non-existent, non-existent. Right. And that's kind of the books, the books out on him. And if anyone knows the book, it might be Shermer, who used the coach with him. So that's the worst case scenario. Any merit to that? I'm almost,
0: no, I, I get it. The coach thing. I just don't know if they have the talent. I think you're probably right. I might be there with you. Okay. That might be the first side I had. So. Yeah, well, okay. we got another close one. Another
1: cotton <laughs> come out. Don't you, uh, let's, let's talk about one where another one where I almost laid the points on the road came damn fucking close on this one. Uh, and honestly, if if anyone wanted to lay the points on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in, in DC, I'm not stopping them. there's only one side to look here and that's Patriots cover this. And I think it's on the back of the fact that their defense is all universe. Um, One of the better defensive units we've seen in the last five years, Uh, absolutely complete in every way possible. They may not put up spectacular plays in terms of sacks and, you know, like be as seem as daunting and as scary as Chicago, but um, they are complete and their coverage is superlative, and they go up against a team who we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be. Uh, although certain folks in the space think Haskins is likely to get the start with the news that Case Keenan was in a walking boot today. Um, the Redskins. They, they don't have a plan.
0: I want you to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do because this is for sure, like handicapping, handicapping aside, this is, this is New England or nothing. Yes. One of those games, like w- like early on with the Dolphins and a couple of those, like, yeah, I guess you could take the points, but don't. It's New Englander pass. So a couple of hypotheticals on the we'll lobby your way. Well, a hypothetical and then just like a, a guess. Who starts at quarterback and why? <sighs> okay, so here's the thing. I think it's Brady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, sit him through that pick. <laughs> Brady did. Brady Brady did look a little shaky last week against the Bills. That wasn't That's one a, of his was, better days. He threw an end zone ass. pick. Yes, uh, and for Washington, you know, yeah, it's uh, so for Washington. Okay, so Jay Gruden last week pulled off one of the asshole moves of all asshole moves. You see coaches do this every once in again when they're like at civil war with their general manager and owner. Uh, and uh, there's leaks coming out of Washington all through the week. Last week, that they weren't giving Haskins enough first team practice reps. And, you know, Jay Gruden's not developing him the way that the, that the team envisioned, you know, and oh gosh. And so, what does Jay Gruden do? Well, he waits until a couple drives in, pulls Keenum, and uh, throws Haskins to the Wolves, asks him to do way more than he's capable of doing way too early. It made him look you know, embarrass the kid. Really. And I go, you know, granted, Haskins may not have the tools. He may not have the ability, but like completely unprepared, throwing him in in the middle of the game when it wasn't even based on a true injury uh, was a dick move by Gruden. And I think it was an intention to show the ownership and general manager that this kid's not ready. Therefore, you know, that I am making the correct decisions here. This kid was not ready. And I would say, that not much has changed <laughs> between last week and this week he's certainly not ready to face this new england defense i think we we talked about this game That was a under was an absolute stone cold why in the hell did they open this at 47 <laughs> kind of a look what what number did you get involved by the way what now what number did you get involved on the under
0: Oh, on this one i have to go look we i put it in my spreadsheet 44 at 43 and a half i don't know what, what what's the uh
1: it's what at 42 at? now. <laughs> I think when we talked about it, we were we were betting this on uh, I bet a little bit on Sunday at 45. You I think you were I think uh, I got 44 45, 45 half. 44 yeah. and a half, yeah. Is and it then that far uh, down yet? I haven't even watched this
0: market because it, it, I don't, I don't uh, care. Like it, it it's down to 40, 40
1: down yeah. Again.
0: Right, I did bet, to, I bet 45 and a half cuz yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. I had the 46. Yeah, you did. Remember this on the podcast. I had the 46 and it changed as I bet it.
1: That's right. And guess what? It's at 42 now. (laughs) It's going one way here. Uh, And, you know, a lot of things are playing into this, obviously. New England's putting their kicker on IR was obviously not good for an over. Uh, New England having issues across the board with Brady and his wide receiving core. Uh, to the tune of, you have a lot of people speculating that they're trying to trade for wide receiver uh, is an issue. New England's inability to get a running game going behind their makeshift offensive line is an issue. There's a lot of things here uh, about New England that suggest that they're just going to do just enough on offense to get this win and let their defense handle things. Um, and for those reasons, under under in this game was probably my one of my favorite looks that we've had in weeks. I
0: forgot we've um, been this. It's been, it feels I, I, like it's been a <laughs> long time since Sunday.
1: Does other, and, the, and the number is long gone. Oh yeah. Gone. Other, yeah, I'm sorry. 42. You, it's yeah. Down to 42. Would you still bet under 42, I guess, if you're just listening yeah. to this now? I still would. That's still it, high. this is this is like this is like the Patriots 39. Bills number, right? Like the Patriots Bills was the same story. We saw that open at 45 and a half, 44 and a half or something. We uh, bet I that on Sunday, Josh we bet it against on Monday. We bet it again on Tuesday. Yeah, I and, trust uh, Allen
0: over there,
1: so. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, for sure.
0: Hypothetical if the Patriots score 21 points. Yes. What is the percentage of games in that distribution? Let's say they score 21 points. What are the odds that they cover? Like 65, 70.
1: No, I think, I mean, I think a fair team oh, total if for was Washington 14. is going was to be about. It's yeah it was four exactly yeah yeah it's right. moved up quite a bit yeah Absolutely. if it's four it's 14 and a half now so you're you're talking about having to hold them under a touchdown so six points i think that's 50-50. i think i I would line i would line <laughs> i would line uh washington team total under six and a half i would put the odds of that around plus 250 ish um so but but i think I, you know your point is fair like New England can cover this by getting to the 20s. <laughs> like that's not crazy.
0: 27. That's not crazy. Yeah, they don't um, have to score 35 points to cover this big spread.
1: That's right. I mean, they almost they almost uh, they have given up one offensive touchdown in five games and they almost didn't even give that up. Like that Josh Allen like quarterback sneak on fourth and goal like kind of got there. I guess it got there. It was like yeah, there was a close call.
0: The team total is going to be like 28, so
1: for the Pats this is like 28-14. Yeah, 28 14? Yeah. 28. 28, 14, yeah. That's about right. Uh, so, um,
0: all right. Well, we're on the under this one. Hopefully, we don't see it on red zone much. <laughs> just, oh, guess what? New England Dude. scored again, and now this one's over. So, <laughs> oh, God, well, we the ba- the bad thing point is point New point England was
1: score New England scoring with uh, uh, special teams getting punt oh, blocks for that touchdowns. Like, what on. the hell, man? Getting defensive scores, getting punt blocks for touchdown. Like, we don't need that. Like. But, uh,
0: I went into that one thinking, what a pass game. I forgot we even bet that. I have two <laughs> bets, uh, what's wrong with my brains today? I have two bets. I couldn't even remember both. <laughs> we record this for posterity's sake. So, um, Well, this is the game. I thought that, all right, so the other game, <laughs> Philadelphia Jets. No chance. <laughs>
1: no Unbelievable. chance. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. We're
0: not going to know on Darnold till the weekend.
1: It's going to be Falk.
0: It's going to be Falk, likely. Even if it is Darnold, a couple point adjustment, it's not going to get on the other side of ten. That's for sure. So I don't know if I'm touching this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> Maybe get this live, but I want nothing to do with Luke Falk. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with laying that many points with Philly right now. They're still kind of banged up. They haven't looked themselves. This is, and the totals probably probably right around there. The Jets are still going to. If anything, anything, I'd take an under. I'd lean under, but I'm. This is such a shitty game. I'm passing
1: so hard. Yeah, no, I have nothing to say here. I guess uh, Philly can. I guess if Dallas, the Dallas Green Bay game goes the way I hope, um, Philly could pull into a tie. For the uh, NFC East with a win, which would be cool. Um, I don't think you can bet this. I don't think you can lay this number. I would have been. I would have been okay laying the Patriots' number, but <laughs> Jets are coming off a bye. Phillies get extra rest coming off of Thursday night football, so that's neutralized. There's uh, Phillies, the there's better edges on the board. Philly to their to their credit. They need to get right. Like they should not be putting guys out there if they're fifty, you know, seventy-five percent. They should let their guys get healthy and just figure out a way to get a win here. Um, I don't see any way that uh, that they don't roll out the same kind of game plan that they did against um, They should roll out the same plan, game plan they did against Green Bay, where they were just you know jumbo heavy. We're gonna rush it down your throat, and we're gonna you know pay target our tight ends eight, eight, eight to fifteen times. Um, you can make uh, the Jets pay that way because Luke Falk's not gonna beat you. No way. He can't hit you, hurt you where it hurts. Um, hurt remember when people hurts. were like, you can't remember you it, I, you, like, you remember when people were like, Luke Falk is the next Tom Brady? Oops. <laughs> Oops. Oh, only time uh, will tell. You. Let's,
0: we'll let's see. revisit this <laughs> in 15 years.
1: <laughs> all right. Okay. Take, take me to the Super Bowl. Uh, all right. So this is, uh, I gotta I gotta tell you, man, I don't have action on this one, but I do. You do too. <laughs> We need Tampa to get this win um, because Teddy Bridgewater and the New Orleans Saints, while completely underwhelming in every way, shape, and form offensively, are stacking W's. They are, eat- they are eating W's. But uh, but we need Jameis Winston to eat a W off of what was their best most complete performance of the season in LA. Uh, they presumably went from L.A. to Tampa and now back to New Orleans. Uh, they, they have this weird, uh, uh, ridiculous travel thing going on now, too. They go to London after this. Third week in a row traveling. And they play, I think, Carolina and London next week. Um, the, um, but, yeah, Tampa Bay needs this win. We need, we need to see a couple L's here for New Orleans while Drew breeze is out. This is, this is setting up as, as a worst nightmare type of deal with all of the positions that I had against New Orleans. If Teddy Bridgewater somehow compiles four or five wins over the six starts where Breeze is out and then Breeze comes back and his arm is fully, fully, fully ready to go for the end of the season. And he's, you know, he's healthy and he's, he's, uh, he's rested. Um, and we can't count on, uh, you know, the arm strength being the, the issue anymore. Um, so yeah, please, please, please go Tampa, please get a win. Um, and, I guess one of the reasons I did not bet this game is because New Orleans defense is really, really, really stepped up. Well, I missed the number by a long shot. Yeah. You blinked. And if you, if you wanted Tampa Bay on the right side of three, you blinked and it was gone. Uh, This moved from four and a half to three, uh, faster than any across some, across some pretty meaningful space. It moved fast. Um, and I did not get involved because I was kind of like, eh, let's see what the market thinks about these two teams. I mean, Tampa looked good, but, you know, Rams laid an egg. Uh, but, no, people believe in Tampa. They believe in Winston. They believe in Arians. They are all, on, all in on this team. Um, but, you know, there are still things about Tampa that I just – I can't put my finger on it. I can't get in bed with these guys uh, against a, a better Coach team with Sean Payton on the other side here. Any uh, general thoughts about Tampa being the right side in this game?
0: And they probably were, but at the number that people got, there were some good numbers, like five and a yeah. half at the open, five, yeah. four, four, I and mean, it's it's rightfully down to three. Uh, New Orleans fraudulent wins, maybe you win a game against a very good team without winning without scoring a touchdown. I don't know how you feel. You know that team should should be an upgrade. You can't upgrade a team after that,
1: right? I'm not, Agreed. Sure
0: was, I'm not sure what fucking Dallas was doing. It was just a kind of an odd all around game, but uh, yeah, Teddy, Teddy, like you said, round square peg, round hole. It still doesn't feel quite right on the offense. If the Tampa Bay offense can get anything done against this defense, I think it's gonna be a long day for New Orleans, even at home. I think it's side at, at this point again once it's down to three you might as well just take some money line the total is ticked down a little which is surprising
1: well I think everybody knows I mean I think that the two moves are correlated
0: yeah um, okay.
1: I think yeah people people are like no New Orleans is not they're not blowing the roof off of this thing Teddy Bridgewater and company they're not you know they're not putting up major points to a degree there's still some reason to respect Tampa Bay uh, defensively like they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of, you know, completions to, um, to the Rams. But, uh, you know, they still, they have the ability to absolutely stuff you in the run game. Again, you know, it's tough to really make, it's tough to say that, that you can take anything in terms of stopping the run on defense and use it in a forward sense. We know this, we've learned this lesson the hard way. Uh, you can't necessarily count on that, but, uh, that's really all new Orleans can do. Uh, With Teddy not really throwing the ball downfield. I don't know. I don't know, man. Superdome uh, is a tough place to play. Maybe one of the last places that there is a home field advantage. Um, I don't know if I would rate these two teams as equivalent with Bridgewater as the quarterback if you take away three points for home field. Um, I think Tampa Bay is a little bit better. I don't know. I'd like, I'd like to see Winston uh, get it done, but there's just still something I don't trust about these guys, and they're in, they're in a tough travel spot. So, don't love it, don't love it.
0: Houston, Texas, where everybody's going to be paying attention to the baseball team for the next few weeks, anyway. <laughs> but Great Atlanta, point. Dan Quinn's last stand. If he gets blown the fuck out. God, he, seriously, he might be. That might you might have to make a change. I I don't know how the ownership and management feel like as far as doing a, a midseason change. There, I'm not sure. You know, some teams just don't do that. But I would I would lean towards blowing it up. I seen a tweet. It said you know Steve Sarkeesian was the scapegoat, and boy, I kind of hit it hit differently. Like, yeah, is that true? Because I. Yeah. Could, I feel like it might be true right now. This team, we've made this comparison a couple times. They switched things up. Nothing's working. Now they're having problems com- compound all that. They're missing like three offensive linemen. They're missing a huge part of the defense. I don't think this number has moved an inch off the opener, which is maybe indicative of Houston's Houston's play against Carolina last week. Where I am I am dead set on watching this market like do something. I guess so if it if it steams, I'm gonna follow the steam. If it goes the other way, I'm gonna get a better number. I'm going to bet Houston. Yeah, I just haven't decided. I haven't been like excited to jump in because it doesn't matter right now. It's it's not moving. I can find some minus five 105s. So I might sell the six. God five just keeps coming up. I'll stop making the joke, but well,
1: that's the they they there's a lot of there's a lot of numbers that are blocking teasers this week. Yeah,
0: really impressed with uh, Deshaun Watson just explaining that defense. Like, wow, like it's smart. Yeah, he was awesome, smart guy. Atlanta can't do that. Atlanta's missing some pieces. Atlanta's traveling to Houston. This is not going to be the same game. Houston is going to get that offense going, and Atlanta facing that pass rush down a bunch of linemen. This this game might be. I don't know. This might be an Andy Alt spread bet. <laughs> <laughs> Houston minus seven and a half for a tickler. Houston minus ten and a half. I can I, see this uh, as being yeah. a blood. Like just the Blah. matchups. All the matchups
1: just seem everything.
0: Houston.
1: Everything checks the, Houston.
0: The, uh, As long as they can give Deshaun Watson a little bit of time, and that's where I sit. I'm betting Houston, I just haven't yet.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I think, honestly, like I want to evaluate that Carolina Houston 16 10 loss. I want to say, boy, did the Carolina defense step up in that. Exactly. They were great. And oh, by the way, as you look past, you know, back a little bit into time here at some of their results, the Carolina defense might be freaking good. They are going, obviously, they lost to Quan Short, uh, which sucks. Um, but they might be like a legitimate top 10 defense in this NFL at this point. And they played amazing last week. They stymied Houston every which way. And this Atlanta defense is clearly bottom three. Clearly. And they have no scheme advantage on defense. Uh, Houston and uh, and Watson and Hopkins and Fuller and Hyde. Everyone on Houston is a play. You know, so that stack your you know, stack your oh, DFS stack this DFS week. They, no? <laughs> dude, put this is this is honestly like we talked about it on Sunday's pod. I was like, wow, great overlook here. Houston's gonna put pick their number, and Atlanta's gonna come back because. They can throw deep, and Houston's defense is a little vulnerable to that. Well, Houston's defense has been a little better lately. They've, they've shored up a couple of holes. They've played a little bit better in the passing game. Um, and so I would say this is a pretty great spot for Houston team total over, for Houston that minus five, minus five and a half, minus ten and a half, just like you were laying out there. Like I think this is uh you know, I don't know that Dan Quinn gets his troops up one more time. It felt like they threw the kitchen sink at Philadelphia in that home game in prime time. Uh and the last week would have been time to try to get it going again. And they put up an absolute stinker at home against Tennessee. Uh and now, you know, now go on the road and you quit on your coach and You don't know. You don't have any answers, and more players keep getting hurt. Uh, This is trouble. I think Atlanta's done. I think Houston writes the ship a little bit here, Uh, and I'm I'm with you, Houston on on the uh, laying the points here. Let's get Get it. it. Let's get it. I don't know why, but Houston's kind of sucked at home for a while now. Do you know what's up with that? There was a there was a hurricane. It was wet. (sighs) How about last year in the playoffs? They can save Indianapolis at home. Indianapolis is a better team. That's true. Good point. That's very true. Um, Okay. Speaking of uh, teams that are a little suspect, um, Tennessee could have scored 40 against (laughs) Atlanta last week, but they scored 24. Um, They should have beaten them more comfortably than 14 points, which is a good win in the NFL. Um, And now they head home to take on Buffalo, who is coming off of their Super Bowl and is without their uh, their Super Bowl loss and is without their starting quarterback, likely. And Josh Allen Uh, not expecting to see Allen here. Buffalo's got to buy next week. They're probably going to let him get healthy for week seven. Um, I think we see Barkley and I think this is an awful game. And I think the fact there's no lines to even talk about. Uh, reflects there is not much to say here. Other than Buffalo, I still like as in the playoff mix and Tennessee, I am increasingly thinking is going to be out of the playoff mix for all the same reasons that we were hesitant to back Tennessee last week, even though they ended up covering, I think we were still correct in steering clear of that because their offense and their approach and the way they manage games and the way that they you know, that they conduct their team is, is just not impressive. It's not good enough to compete with the top-tier teams in this league. And um, Tennessee may win this game. They may beat up on a backup quarterback in Barkley. They may cover. Um, but they are not long for this NFL. Yeah,
0: I agree with most of that. And it's going to be kind of a shit game, too, with Barkley playing. Boy, quarterbacks, what a rough profession. Get paid all those millions, but then just get your your brains wrong. That was a hard hit. Like that was, was rough. It he, was bad. He got his brain scrambled. Like that's for sure CTE at this point. Yeah, yeah. This was this was one of the first ones I crossed off my list.
1: I think how many players yeah. did we see get CTE last week?
0: Oh, six oh, or seven. Oh, six whoever, or seven. No.
1: Perfect hit. Oh, perfect hit. The guy. God. Perfect hit. The two guys in the Philly game. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Yeah. There was a bunch last week. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing about this. No, no. It's the sport sad, is so sad, fucking violent, and now that we know the realities of it, it's really tough to watch sometimes. Oh no, I I like to see them. Let's talk about two. Uh, I mean. Let's talk about two quarterbacks who have been around for an eternity.
0: Oh my god, the Chargers of LA hosting. So we'll have a soccer match this weekend, at home <laughs> in LA, in their twenty thousand capacity soccer stadium 7-2
1: Chargers.
0: In, yeah, bring it in 7-2 Chargers. Bring it in <laughs> Flacco. The Chargers have been maybe the hardest team for me to figure out this year. And yes, And It was maybe a reason I did cross this off. I'm so out on Denver. I'm so out on Denver and I'd love to fade them. I'd love to fade them on the road. I'd love to take these points. But the Chargers, again, something is wrong. I have not figured it out. The remnants of Dr. Chow's Freaking! I don't want to call
1: him out. You know? Like well,
0: whoever whoever's in charge now. Like you, I'm just giving shit to Dr. Chow there. He used to be the the team doctor for LA slash San Diego, but who who is in charge of the medical staff there? Because these players are like players shouldn't get hurt at this clip. On one Do we have confirmation Twitter that they have year. medical staff? We don't, we don't even know that. Maybe <laughs> maybe when Dr. Chow quit and just started doing Twitter, they just didn't replace him. Yeah, an intern, like a nurse. some <laughs> kid that you know did like two years of physical therapy at a community college. Because it is wild. They put another player on the IR today. Incredible. It, it, yeah, nothing has looked right. Nothing looks good about this team. I can't lay points with them even even at home right now. No home field advantage for anybody, but especially the Chargers. So this is a no play and possibly the total ticked up. I don't get that. I'm I'm actually I'd lean nope. I'd lean
1: under here. Same same.
0: I would lean under.
1: I lean Denver. I almost took them this week. I came close. I you know there's there every year there's a team that's kind of record doesn't really line up with how well they played and through 4 weeks 0 and 4 Denver Broncos doesn't really line up with how they've played like their defense has conceded two last second wins to Chicago and Jacksonville like if they play a little bit better in end of game scenarios there they're 2 and 2 and not 0 and 4 you know and and the metrics would say would support that the offense is okay like they're not good but they're not like you know Cincinnati You know, like this is a team that can move the ball. They can, you know, they can put pressure on you and I'm, I'm with you. I would lean, uh, I would lean under and Broncos here. Uh, I just, uh, I just have no interest in betting on the chargers games when we just don't know what's going on with these guys. I had
0: to go find the entry list. Williams, Benjamin, Henry, obviously Derwin James out for a long time. Okung, Ingram, Perryman. Those are all good players.
1: You know, what's funny Uh,
0: how many how many players do they lose every year it's just it's like,
1: crazy it makes me sad you know what's funny um, there is a couple of teams that I have bet on their games not on the team itself but I've been on the game every single week like I think I bet Pittsburgh a Pittsburgh's game I've bet five times this will be the fifth game I have bet Pittsburgh uh, and I don't think I've bet the Chargers game once, and I don't know that I will anytime soon. Like, I just don't have any read on what's going on there. The offensive line is an issue. Um, You know, obviously without Chubb, the defensive pass rush for Denver is not as scary, but Vaughn Miller should get after it. Denver usually plays up when they play the Chargers. Chargers have a tough time against, uh, you know, Denver historically. Um, I don't know. Probably They probably cover, but good luck. You know, if you want to go to the window and put your money on Flacco, then best of luck to you. Because I'm out. The yeah. I didn't. The bet after
0: I, I bet on yeah. some team totals last year, though. It's, man, the Chargers have been a hard team to back or back or fade for yeah better part of a couple of years now.
1: You know what's funny? Also, um, second, you know what's funny? <laughs> the NFL fucked up the schedule this week. What is funny? They fucked up the schedule this week. What are they? What are they doing? They get we got a game in London, but it's on at one o'clock. Like yeah, get, that game, get that game, get that game on day, early so we can watch football all day. What are you doing? Like they have ten games on at one o'clock, two at four. Like what is this shit? Like if if the Packers Dallas game turns into a stinker, then there's nothing else to watch in the afternoon slate, and then we have a you know a double digit favorite at home in the night game like this is a this is this is a mess man like this schedule is awful for week five and i guess we better hope that green bay dallas is good (laughs) we better hope this is a competitive game uh because i'm not watching denver chargers tell you that much um so they put the green bay dallas game in, in this quasi standalone spot to get all the eyeballs Right. Like, this is going to be probably the most watched NFL game of the season, I would guess. Maybe close. (laughs) And at first, I was out on this game. I had no opinion, I wanted nothing to do with it. I thought Dallas was enormously underwhelming in primetime last week against the Saints. I thought their offensive play calling, which was dynamic and impressive and, and fun and innovative through the first several weeks of the season, completely fell apart. Um, rather than doing play action, they were doing halfback dive. Uh, Zeke Elliott looked com- wildly ineffective, and they never never adjusted in the game. Uh, and we bet Dallas in the second half of that one and got through with by the hair of our chinny-chin-chins. Dallas' offense ain't right, man. And they even had Teron Smith for a majority of that game. He will not be in this game. They still don't have Gallup back. They only have one guy that can create any separation in the receiving game, and that's uh, that's Amari Cooper, and he's a little banged up. Dak Prescott is not a quarterback that takes chances uh, because he's you know he's relatively risk averse, mm-hmm. and when he doesn't have guys that are open down the field, he is not throwing the ball to them, and he is not, or he's you know he's, he's throwing them uncatchable space and it stymies their offense in general. And it's kind of Dak's principal limitation. But, uh, all that said, green Bay is still not being coached very well. And so it's tough to get in bed with the team that Matt LaFleur does not look like he knows what he's doing yet. Um, however, I've done just that because I'm, I'm now, I'm now feeling the Aaron Rodgers has got his mojo back. He's got his chemistry going with the guys not named Devontae Adams. Um, He's got an ability to hit Dallas where it hurts, which is downfield passing. And even though Matt LaFleur can't coach 60-minute game, he sure as hell can put put together a nice game script. Uh, And he's got a team that even without Adams is coming off of extra rest having played Thursday. And Dallas's, uh, Dallas's limitations from an injury standpoint, I think, are a huge problem. I think Bay, you know, is, is um, feisty in this one from a scoring standpoint. I think their defense is going to look a heck of a lot better. I don't think they run out this kind of alternate package with lots of, um, you know, guys that don't tackle particularly well that you can run up their gut. With uh, you know a jumbo package because they yeah, were we'll be they ran
0: like dime the whole game. If they but, do that the again, Zeke's gonna have two hundred and fifty yards. Like yeah not yeah, verbally. If they run that same package where it's just a whole bunch of D backs and fast, I don't know. I mean, it was like the the light. Like pick all the lightest guys you can and just put them out there all the time and see what happens with the run game. Like, good. that up. So hopefully. For your sake, it turns out a little differently. Well,
1: I have respect for Mike Petton. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I don't think he really expected Philly to do that. I think that that because the Phillies, Philly's game, you know, game plan that they brought in there, I think surprised them. Uh and I would expect that having just seen Philly do that and having 10 days to prepare for this game, that you see a different defensive scheme from Mike Petton. I think he's good as a defensive coordinator. He can do better. Um, and honestly, like I think Aaron Rodgers is is really primed to emerge. I think there is a lot to build on what he did in that there's a performance against Philadelphia. I think if they let him loose a little bit more, he's going to be extremely dangerous in the NFC this year. And um, even without Devonte Adams, I like the chemistry that he's building with Scanling and and, uh, and Allison and. Even Jimmy Graham, for what it's worth. So Green Bay, I think, is competitive in this one. And uh, you know, and, and part part of my thinking in this is looking at the Dallas defense and trying to make some case that we know that they are not bad, <laughs> right? Do we know that? Like they went against Eli Manning week one, they went against Case Keenum week two, they went against Fitzpatrick and Rosen week three, and then they went against Teddy Bridgewater week four. Like they have not been tested. This is an enormous step up in competition for this defense, and I don't know that their secondary is prepared for it. And you know, after they, after Trey Bridgewater put him to sleep with the dink and dunk last week, like they are going to have their eyes like popping uh, if Rodgers and company come out with a game script that's aggressive and hits the ball down the field. Um, do you think I found the right side on this one? I'm on the Green Bay money oh, line at uh, at plus 160. <laughs> you think it's dumb? You think yeah, Dallas is it. good?
0: No, I don't know that no. Dallas is good, but I don't know if I want to go putting money on Green Bay with Devonte Adams out. Okay. It's a hard fall from them. I don't mind it. it you know what I'd like better? Dallas, Green Bay money line first half. Let them let them do that script. I here. was going to ask you. You know what? I oh, and actually, I bet you could get like. I bet. I bet the. I mean, the handicap's got to be like well, three. Yeah. First half. The like Green Bay, Green Bay plus three first half, Green Bay money line first half. I'd like to. it's not too late to make more bets. It's a true, long, long time. But that
1: starting. was. I would have. I would have. I would have staggered my staking a little differently if I had thought of that before. Yeah. No, I, I that like good. that
0: quite a bit. But no, I, I don't mind what you're saying. That, I mean, they were picked apart by kind of a subpar offensive scheme. If Rogers Rodgers is better than Teddy Bridgewater. Let's just say that. Can we make that assumption?
1: I will subscribe to that one hundred one million percent.
0: I don't mind your look. I just don't love putting money on it with Devontae Adams out and with the questionable scheming by Patton last week. I feel like you're right, and he will be different. But yeah, I'm not getting involved here. I'm very excited to watch this. I'll probably bet some props or something just to keep me engaged. Not that that will like. What's going to keep me from not engaging in this game? What's the other game?
1: Denver and the Chargers. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's let's prop let's prop on the fly real quick before we get to the nightcap. What 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 gut gut feel gut feel, Zeke over.
0: Zeke over. Um, pick the slot receiver for Green Bay. Take the over.
1: Allison uh, Scantling.
0: I don't know. Who plays slot more. I'm gonna have to look at uh, snaps. Okay. I guess I haven't watched a ton of
1: Green Bay. Well, we don't really know who's how they're gonna adjust to no Adams. We're, yeah. get, it'll be a little bit of well, guess. I'm
0: sure. I'm sure if you you find some beat reporters' Twitter accounts, you can. You'll find some stuff about how they've been practicing because somebody's gonna have to sit there in the slot and practice quite a bit. So yeah. yeah. That might be interesting to look at because I think the slot guy could get, you know, maybe over catches, over yards. And then what do you
1: think's going on though with Zeke? Like, like why did Zeke and like like the I, I do not think that the Saints sold out to stop the run. Zeke was just completely ineffective. And the offensive line could get no push. They really couldn't open up a hole. They couldn't get him to the second level, and that's where Zeke does most of his damage. What was going on?
0: That's a hell of a question. Was it just the scheme? Did it not match up against the defense? It might be worth it. Might be worth rewatching because I don't have an answer for that. But I mean, if you look at the box score, you're you're right. I hadn't thought about that. Hmm. Is the Dallas offense gallop dependent?
1: Yeah. <laughs> in my I mean, opinion, yes, does, yes. In my opinion, it does help.
0: I mean, you know, I, yes. I give you, I give you the caveat, like, oh, Devontae Adams out. Well, Gallup is still out too. That's a big part of it. So,
1: yeah, I don't should we mind. be looking more harder at the under <laughs> if we're expecting a run-heavy approach on one side and on the other side, we're not sure how their offense is going to look because they got the key piece missing.
0: I bet this takes up throughout the day. I bet this okay. overtakes money throughout the the afternoon. The recreational money.
1: Okay. Okay so interesting um all right so let's talk let's get to the nightcap and let's give a, a shout out to our uh, our new partners in the prop contest game space not even just props but fun contest fun yeah. handicap kind of side boss um so real quick story side boss we met these guys in vegas when we were out there for week one Super nice guys. I and we gotta we gotta set up an interview with uh, uh, with Darren. He's got who's, uh, who's leading leading the charge for Side Boss. He's got leading the a charge hell of a story. stories. Yes, he's got a he's got a hell of a story. His 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 background and his story is, is fantastic. And we'll uh, look out for a standalone episode where we interview Darren and, and get him to tell us some of his stories. Um, but uh, he's a uh, uh, full time fantasy pro, effectively at this point uh big you know big money player and uh they started side boss as kind of this fun way to merge the sports betting and you know fantasy prop space that uh through free contests and we've been playing the free contests and been having a ton of fun and now we're we've been given the opportunity to actually put together contests ourselves with some props and with some with I some hope. looks we're I gonna almost do
0: what was it, $150,000? Oh, you I were just, really close. I just yeah, needed to pick really like close. four more games, right?
1: I know, you I were close. Like, well, you, were in, you, were, uh, you were close. Um, but yeah, the free contests at Sideboss.com are worth checking out. Um, they have uh, a lot to offer, especially for these primetime standalone games if you want to kind of just spray the board f- from a contest standpoint instead of actually going out and hitting the props you know, individually, betting them. Um, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, we we're just setting so up
0: easy, yeah. you just click the buttons, you, and it's fun to sit and like open up the contest and actually do some research and see how you would you'd actually line some of these props. Yeah, and, yeah. Mean, you can find some advantages there against the field, and like it's free and you
1: win cash. Yeah, that's right. And um, we're gonna do a contest for the Sunday night and Monday night game, we're gonna put up a bunch of a number of sides and totals and prop you know fun props and first touchdown scored all kinds of fun things and um we'll talk about that more on sunday we'll do a little dedicated periscope to fill you in with the details but in the meantime uh you know we'll we'll be talking about side boss more throughout the month of october uh and you'll see they're uh they're presented by side boss on our periscopes which is exciting side boss Boss awareness month is in full effect it's very funny um because, yeah, October is a big month for awareness. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this Indian, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts head to KC game. Uh, and honestly, the Colts were the most disappointing team last week in the NFL. Yeah, if,
0: if I got the shit kicked out of me by John Gruden, what I would want to do <laughs> is go play Andy Reid at home with that offense. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> My god, like what a, that team has to depressed right now. Like, what kind of mental state can you be in? Like, okay, all right, guys, you know, that was a tough one, but we're gonna go back and get them. And everybody in their minds will be like, No, I mean, no, we're not.
1: We're like, okay, a, well, we're like a 10 point
0: dog. We're trying to spin
1: this. I can spin oh, this. I, I can spin this better. I can spin this that Indianapolis is, is a uh, has a puncher's chance so. Well, against the spread, yeah. Definitely against the spread they don't care about <laughs> 11 point dogs. Um, yeah, no Frank Reich is still a good coach. He's got limitations because Jacoby Brissett can only do so much and he knows that And he's not asking him to do more than a little bit, uh, which obviously is a tough way to be competitive in today's NFL. And it's a tough way to be competitive against Pat Mahomes who can do anything. You have to defend every inch of the field when you go up against the Chiefs, and it makes it very tough on your defense. And on top of that, Indianapolis is dealing with some uh, defensive injuries that absolutely suck. Um, and I would expect that the leaders in this leaders on this team for Indianapolis, which I look to the offensive line, is absolutely a standout unit. Very, very competent crew. All universe guard uh, Q Nelson, uh, full full health, full strength. Unit, I would expect them to dictate the, the attitude and the intensity for the Colts in this game. Uh, it shouldn't be lost. The Colts um, were eliminated in the playoffs last year in Kansas City. It shouldn't be lost that potentially Indianapolis was thinking about this game and thinking about the fact that they were in the lead in the AFC South even after losing luck for the season. Uh, and I would think that Indianapolis is going to be focused and more prepped and more uh, competitive than the 11-point line would suggest in this one. All that said, I didn't take the 11 points. I'm not betting this team, and I'm not betting against uh, Pat Mahomes anytime soon. Uh, although I am taking an under position because this total is 57. It's a little and much. That, that's a that's a lot much. That is real. That is real high. Uh, and I would expect that Indianapolis plays the – you know, they're smart. They know what needs to be done to be competitive in this game. They have to play keyboard. It's, well, it's going to gonna be the, the Mac show.
0: Yeah. Like, if have, Indianapolis yeah. does have a drive that's any sort of sustained, it's going to be Mac. It's going to be on the ground, and they're going to be like – I mean, I don't see Indianapolis having a quick strike drive. No because, way six minute drive with a bunch of runs where he's just knocking off four or five yards, a carry, you know, repeatedly down the field with some short stuff. Uh, the only thing I worry about is, I mean, if if having hooker and Darius Leonard out was a problem against Darius. Yeah. Miller, yeah. It's going to be a big problem against entire kills
1: practicing. What did you think though of Kansas city last week against Detroit? Like Detroit didn't have Darius Slade. Detroit was missing some pieces in the in the defensive line, and you know Pat Mahomes, like he wasn't asked to do much. He but never
0: played in the dome. I already couldn't hear his headset because the dome. Are you making that up? I absolutely made that up just now. <laughs> But I mean, it makes you think like he's really he played yeah. indoors and he kind of looked like shit. He, he needs, you can't cage an animal like that. He needs to be free. Okay. But, you know, the grassy fields of, you know, Eastern Kansas slash Western Missouri.
1: <laughs> Western Missouri. <I> <laughs>
0: All right. I've been to the stadium. I don't remember what state it's in.
1: Yeah. Um, let's go, Missouri. Um, okay. So let me ask you, though. Uh, I think there's a couple of ways this game plays out, right? There's a way it plays out where Indianapolis is competitive and they play keep away and they limit possessions and they eat the clock and they keep Mahomes on the sidelines. And I think there's a way this plays out where they get their doors kicked in. They get their teeth kicked in. They get the doors blown in. It's just, uh, you know, they get, uh, they can't move the ball. They're punting it. And then Pat Mahomes turns right around and, and nails them with a, uh, you know, 80 yarder. Like that, that could see that happen. In either case, 57 is too high. I don't think we've seen any indication that Mahomes and Andy Reid and company are really trying to put their foot on the throats of teams and really press the situation uh, to this point in the season. Like if they get a comfortable lead, if they're up, you know, 28 points at some point, they're going to pack it in. They're going to, you know, they're going to run the ball. They can dictate the run potentially if if Indianapolis is having a bad day. Uh, And I don't expect Jacoby Brissett to be able to throw this team back into contention um, if they are down multiple scores. Uh, I think Indianapolis only has one way to approach this game and eventually the dam will break and they will give up the points and they will give up the touchdowns to Kansas City. Uh, I just believe it will be late enough in the game that 57 won't be threatened. I almost agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Should we be looking at Indianapolis team total under? Because this implies they score like 23-23.
0: I mean, the Kansas City defense still is a problem, but if, if they do go with the route of running the ball more, taking advantage of Kansas City's weak spot against the rush, those drives are going to be longer, sustained drives. Yeah, man, you might have sold me on this. There's still some 57s out there.
1: Yeah, 57 is a lot. It and is a I, ton. Uh, of- and, you know, that I think there's a decent chance Leonard plays. I think there's a decent oh, yeah, chance he, that that ticks under if he goes. Yes. I think there's a deep, decent chance they held him out out of precaution against the, the uh, Raiders, uh, and that he's you know he's good to go for this game, and he's a huge difference maker, especially in the red zone. Um, and you know, all you need is a couple field goals instead of touchdowns, and you're feeling real, real, real fucking good holding an under 57. Tell you that much.
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, they, I mean, that fumble, the the touchdown, who was that Breland? Yes, <laughs> that was flukiest, the, flukiest. that was the game. I mean, yeah. at least a ten point swing. Yes, probably it's. I mean, it's a 14, 14 point. point swing. Yeah, it's a fourteen point swing. Like yeah. that's that's enormous. That's that's the game. They only yeah. won by like three or four. So, yes,
1: I would agree. They looked a little. They a little iffy. I would agree. Um, Kansas City will be worth backing in the future, but I don't. Rec- I, could, I don't in any way advocate laying 11. I don't know who's betting either side in this game. <laughs> this is going to be a weird, people kind of lightly sh- bad thing. shut
0: it off right after I said the thing about the head. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran to their bookie. <laughs> oh, shit. Andy's got the inside info. Uh-oh.
1: You got the inside info. Um, all right, let's wrap it up here. But uh, again, you know, look out for other ways to attack this game from a, from a uh, prop standpoint. Um, we have some fun ones set up uh, for the contest that we're going to run here through side bus. And we'll, we'll uh, talk about
0: this a bunch before we get to the Sunday night game. We'll talk about yes. it on the Periscope tomorrow or today, Thursday night Periscope. We will, and we'll do something Sunday where we maybe explain it a little better because honestly, yeah. it's just, you just click on the link
1: and it's push the free contest. Buttons.
0: You just yeah. push the buttons. It's, it's the a, over yeah. button or the under button, and you just make a bunch of picks. You put it in, and then if you're smart, you win cash. And if you're not, you try again for the next contest.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You uh, you wrapped that up a lot better than I did. So you might have to do oh, these. And we, uh, we've played a couple <laughs> of these. <They're>, it's fun. <laughs> it is it, fun. It's, it's really yeah. Easy to do. It is really fun and too, really easy. It's true. Um, all right, man. Great, great pod.
0: Audio awesome. quality.
1: I hope that you guys all appreciated the higher quality audio, less talking over each other. All of this upgrades made possible by SideBoss, So thank you to them. Uh, and uh, we should continue to get better now that we uh, like are doing this like quasi professionally. So
0: yeah. Anybody who complained about the like talking over each other, it's because we had like a three second lag. <laughs> yeah, like, right, we, were, right. we were working with some really shitty not only the way we connected but my internet was rough i mean there was just a lot of problems we're working on upgrading
1: yeah yeah.
0: it's only what is this episode 10
1: yeah right in a year if you're still listening to this podcast if you're still watching our scopes we can all have a good laugh about how rough it used to be when we were just hobbyists doing this for fun so with that we wrap up a brilliant week five pod Best of luck to you this weekend. Whether you have two plays or nine, <laughs> or nine hundred, you got three now. Houston, yeah, <laughs> right, Houston. Okay, great, good deal. You forgot about you one too, which was the best play of the week, at least from a closing line value standpoint. So, great work. um Let's get some points tomorrow on Thursday Night Football, and let's uh let's talk at halftime. Sound good? Yep. All right. Talk to you